This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf, and I am J.D. Buell. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for supporting the station. That set began with music from the album Chamber Music by Balake Sissoko on Cora and Vincent Segal on the cello. That album was released in 2011. Also on cello, Ron Carter, backing Eric Dolphy on alto saxophone and clarinet, George DeVivier on bass, Roy Haynes on the drums. Two selections recorded in 1960, originally on the album Out There. We heard Feathers and Eclipse. I'd like to thank my friend John Binkov of The Victims for reminding me a few weeks ago, thanks to some throwback Thursday posts, just how much I love Tanya Donnelly.
new music from Lush, the Blind Spot EP released this year. That was out of control. Before that, Beat Happening from their second album, 1988, named Jamboree, and we heard Bewitched. We began with Pretty Deep. Pretty Deep was from the Tanya Donnelly album, Love Songs for Underdogs. That was released in 1997. Here is a love song for underdogs from Wanda Jackson. Please help me, I'm falling in love with you. Close the door to temptation. Don't let me walk through. Turn away from me, darling. I'm begging you to. Knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk That makes me tend to leave my sleeping bag rolled up and stashed behind your couch And it's knowing I'm not shackled by forgotten words and bonds And the ink stains that have dried upon some lines That keeps you on the back road by the rivers of my memory It keeps you ever gentle on my mind It's not clinging to the rocks and ivy planted on their columns now that binds me 
or something that somebody said because they thought we fit together walking. It's just knowing that the world will not be cursing or forgiving when I walk along some railroad track and find that you're moving on back roads by the rivers of my memory and for hours you just tingle on my mind Though the wheat fields and the clotheslines and the junkyards and the highways come between us Mother woman crying to her mother Cause she turned and I was gone I still might run in silence Tears of joy might stain my face And a summer sun might burn me till I'm blind But not to where I cannot see you Walking on the back roads By the rivers flowing gentle on my mind Shutters creak and autumn winds that make me draw inside myself in silence. Cross-legged now I sit and watch the endless chase of leaves across my yard. And laying down my hairbrush, I lean back within my window seat and find that you're moving on back roads by the rivers of my memory. Every smile and every gentle on my mind Through cupped hands round the tin can I pretend to hold you to my breast and find That you're waving from the back roads By the rivers of my memory Every smile and every gentle on my mind When you're gone, how I long for the sight of you. When you're near, how I thrill to the touch of you. Right or wrong, from now on, I'll be a part of you. That 
That's a whole lot of love coming at you from Buck Owens and the Buckaroos. That's how I measure my love for you. Before that, measuring their love, Bobby Gentry and Glenn Campbell in their duet version of Glenn's hit Gentle On My Mind from their one album together, Bobby Gentry and Glenn Campbell. That set of Capitol Records country music began with the great Wanda Jackson and Please Help Me, I'm Falling. I will have the great pleasure of recording that song next week with a reformed version of The Believers in a duet with the lovely and talented Lulu, known for her current band Lulu and her Spicy Boys. That is something I'm greatly looking forward to. I think our version will sound a little different than Wanda's, but it is a great privilege to cover a Wanda Jackson song. Let's continue now with the guitar and bottle kings of Kenya, Abana Banasari. Hallelujah, get up. 
cool, cool, cool. That is Didi Sompri from the 1988 album Mi Se Sa. Didi Sompri gave us Roulet. And before that, Abana Banasri from the 1992 album Nursery Boys Go Ahead. I assume Abana Banasri means b- Nursery Boys. And you can hear them with a full band there on that track. That's Abakambi, the album Nursery Boys Go Ahead. But we're going to go ahead here on the morning train on MutinyRadio.fm with Curtis Mayfield because it is time to move on up.
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf with J.D. Buell giving his best to you. That set began with Curtis Mayfield and move on up, even though it feels these days like we are moving on down. Down, down, down. How low can we go? At least in 1970, Curtis encouraged us to move on up. After that was King from the album We Are King, 2016. We heard, oh, please. That's the first track I shared with you from that album. I'm happy to return 
to that. And also from 2016, Blood Orange and the album Freetown Sound. We heard best to you. The vocalist on that track is known as Empress Of. And this vocalist is known as Tao. This is how the goods get stolen, no science, just, just devotion.
feel like you just need to breathe today. <laughs> That's new music from Xenia Rubinos. Her new album is Black Terry Cat. We heard the brief instrumental named Five, and then that was Lonely Lover. Mama feels like she just needs to breathe today. Go ahead and take that opportunity. Before that, Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down. Also, their new album, A Man Alive. And we heard Fool Forever. Here now is the I Don't Cares.
Gibson, warning that she is not harmless. That is from the album Empire Builder. That's 2016. Before that, Maniana, another track from the album Namvula, 2004, from the Cape Town, South Africa group Freshly Ground. Before that was Battles. I keep hearing Ed Sullivan say, The Battles! <laughs> but that's Battles from Lottie Dottie, their 2015 album. That was the second single from that album named F.F. Bada. And we began with Paul Westerberg and Juliana Hatfield, the I Don't Cares, and Born For Me. Well, we're going to be heading into our last set here shortly on today's morning train, so let's quickly get to a thought that is on everyone's mind. I hate the rich. Dills, I Hate the Rich, their What Records single. And our fearless leader here at MutinyRadio.fm, the marvelous Pam Benjamin, has said publicly that depending upon what happens this coming election day, we, if we have Donald Trump elected as our next president, she's going to shut this station down and move out of the country. I am likely going to do the same. So this could be the last time. Maybe the last Maybe. time.
do is think about you. That's Yuna from her 2016 album Chapters, All I Do. Before that, from a collection named Trojan Jungle, we heard a jungle remix of Derek Harriet's single from 1970 named Message from a Black Man. That was produced by Mike Bennett, who did all the Jungle remixes on that album, which came out in 1996. Before that, James Brown and the Famous Flames, 1964, saying, maybe the last time. And indeed, this may be the last time, but let's hope that I am here again next week with you at 10 a.m. for the morning train.
Until that time, this is J.D. Buell saying, make it a great day for someone. Every Friday night at 8 o'clock, there's this crazy thing called Pimtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. It's not usually sold out, though. What the fuck? Why? Oh, my God! Guys, it's the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. This show is actually sold out tonight, so you guys are going to have to be friends with your neighbors. There are 30 seats in this building. These 30 seats have been sold. We're going to have people sitting in all these 30 seats. Uh, comedians, yeah, stand in the back. Sit on the ground. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, but we do. We have, we have 330 chairs in the room. So if you paid for a chair, you get a chair. If you didn't pay for a chair, get your ass in the back room, baby. You didn't pay for a chair. People paying for chairs. There's a child in the room. Yes, we are an all-ages event. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're all ages. We're not allowed to have alcohol here because the ABC came down. I learned many different laws. That's very exciting, but I'll never sniff a Snapple. That's a, that's a fun thing. You're a young adult. You're, you are in junior high, aren't you, kind sir? You are in eighth grade. I used to teach. I only know this because I used to teach junior high. Uh, that's, oh, yeah. 
I was wooed. That's, I can't believe they paid me money to hang out with junior high boys. You know what I mean? But the funny thing is, most of the junior high boys I was hanging out with now, then, are now in their 30s and they're comedians. So it's like the same. I, ta I taught emotionally disturbed children when I was in junior high. I mean, I was not in junior high. I was 22, so I was still a child. But I was teaching emotionally disturbed children who were 10 years my younger and now they're stand-up comedians and now I still hang out with them. Did that make sense? All comedians are emotionally disturbed children. That's how that's working. Yay, you guys are here. Is this your child? Oh, oh my God, you have two children of differing ages. No, you don't belong to anyone. He's an alien. Okay, this one is an alien from outer space. He just got dropped by a stork. He was grown in a lab and he's here. Science is now, you guys. He was born on Instagram. Can that happen now? Like you slide into the DMs and then you have a baby? Is that how that happens? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. I heard that from a child. I'm like, I just learned what DTF meant the other day. Like I was, I used to teach college and one of my students, he was a nice student. He said, oh, you DTF? And I was like, I don't, is that something about homework? There's no H in that. I don't understand how, what are we? You have to sleep with your students after they're out of your class. That's like the rule of school. Anybody, no one else has, no one else has been a professor before? No? Okay, that's cool, just me, great. That's SFSU, low, low standards. It's good, uh, I still, I have a, I'm wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater. This is, this is like hipster crack. Like this makes, this makes guys in the mission be like, what's up with you? You have a comedy show? Where are we going? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Follow me, young gentlemen. <laughs> Skip together. <laughs> like the, there are more rats in San Francisco than you think. You don't know they're hiding. They're, they're gross. Uh, this is Bam Dance's Comedy Clubhouse. It's a show we do every Friday. It's very exciting that it's the festival. Uh, it's a very exciting time of year. I don't want to get political or anything, but like some dude the other week, who I guess we call our president, he said, uh, I used to not do politics, but now I do politics. This is a presidential quote. Just, just quoting the president. I'm sorry, just quoting, just quoting the person who runs our country. Like with the second grade like, vocabulary. Cool. I used to not do politics, but now... So now I do politics. I'm going to do a couple jokes about politics. Language is political, am I right? All language is political. We say words. It shapes our lives. I am a female. I am a human. I am a person. We are all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So that's, <laughs> we can tell you how that works. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to call myself. I. I don't want to call myself a feminist, but it's the only word without the word men in it. <laughs> it's actually spelled with an I. <laughs> I am a feminist. I can also read. She's a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> she can read. Ah! Burn her. She's a witch. <laughs> I can. I can read. It's a hard joke for people because they're like feminist. Feminist. This is feminist. Is this spelled with an I? How's this spelled? Can you like get out the T9 on the spell check and be like, uh? I realize that the world, the world is making me dumber. The computer, the future is now. 
because I don't remember anything. My computer knows all of my passwords. I had a nervous breakdown last Friday because I couldn't find like five passwords because I was at a different house with the computer that had memorized the password that the thing. Remember when we used to just memorize shit? Does anyone remember their phone numbers? Remember? Ah, you kids know. I remember my phone number. <laughs> I remember two phone numbers from when I was your age. One of them is 8200294, which was my own area code. And the other one was 408-238-3974, which was my grandma's phone number. Who calls their fucking grandma, right? I did. I used to know her number. She's dead now. It's okay. She was great. She was a great lady. She, like, was in the Depression and taught me how to put ketchup bottles together and, like, be frugal and shit. Hide money in your closet. Like, seriously, fuck the banks. Keep the money in the closet. That's what Grandma Benjamin taught you. The best thing when she died, it was like a goddamn Easter egg hunt. We just, like, spelunked that house. I was like, there are boxes of $10,000 here everywhere. One for everyone, because that's how the taxes... She's a smart lady. $10,000 Easter eggs all over the house. What a smart lady. Miss that Grandma Benjamin. She was a real feminist. Uh, you know who's not a feminist? Uh, I, I don't want to make fun of her too hard because it's too easy, but our first lady, like, um, does anyone know her name? It's Melania, 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 Milan. Mil does anyone know her name? Is it Melania? Yeah, I don't know because she never speaks. If she'd fucking say anything, I can't even make fun of her voice because she never fucking speaks. I don't know what she sounds like. What's her accent? She's from Slovenia or Slovakia. I don't know, but they both border hungry, and my God, she's starving, right? Like, give that girl a sandwich. Someone give that woman. She looks so pretty when she frowns. She's fucking gorgeous. It's like third wife, eyes down. She's, she is, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman, and I wish that she would speak. I'd love to make fun of her accent, but she never talks. Do you know that she speaks five languages? Yeah, right? Talk in any language. Say some, show us on the doll where he hurt you. Like, what is it? Are you blink twice if you're okay? Like, yeah, we're gonna, we'll send the people to come help you, Melania. It's gonna be Lania, whatever your name is, you precious, pretty lady from a foreign country. I mean, we should, like, I'm all about protecting immigrants, and I say start with the first lady. Like, is she okay? <laughs> we're all so worried about this wall, like... What about the walls in Trump's heart? Like, come on, man. Let's break that shit down. She's a real lady. She's so good looking. Like, is she not good looking enough? You have to, is her, her boobs aren't big enough? You have to sleep with porn stars? I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like her struggle is my struggle. Like, I was so, I, ah, look at, there's cameras. This is crazy. There's standing rooms. Oh my gosh. There are seats, though. There's a seat there. And um, someone could lay on the piano like like a sexy, like a, a Kim Basinger or something. Like just sort of lean on it and be like, oh, this is happening here. I shouldn't I shouldn't make fun of the first lady, but I you know I can't. I don't like to say his name. You know he shall not be named. That's how we work with that stuff. And I and I don't want to get political, but uh, knock knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thank you. It's like the, I think it's a precept of feminism. I don't know how that works. I don't read as much as I claim to. Like, I think there was a thing, like some ladies read books and burned bras or something, and now we don't open doors for ourselves. We buy our own $5 coffees. Anyone have a problem with that right now? Like $5 coffee? It doesn't have alcohol in it. Like, I go down the street. But if I'm gonna pay $5 for something, it better have fucking alcohol in it. It's just coffee? 
Like, what is, what is this, special coffee? What's it gonna make? It's like heroin coffee? I'm gonna be super happy, like, oh. I don't think it's have weed in it. Is it weed coffee? That's fine. $5 for weed coffee. I'm fucking in, but just regular old caffeine, please. I don't know what's wrong with it. It's, uh, I don't, I don't understand what's it. Okay, good. Look at that. I checked and it was a minute. Hi. Why does he have a camera? I hate cameras. I got it. No, it's okay. I got it. I, this, the thing is, this is a radio station. People kept saying, oh, are you going to Twitch it? Are you going to put it on the Twitch? Are you going to put it on the, you're going to Facebook it live? You're going to do the YouTubes. And I'm like, it's fucking radio. <laughs> like, who wants to film radio? The point is that it's radio. They're like, but it's the future. We want to like, you want to watch a podcast, you dumb fucks? Like, you listen. It just seems so counterintuitive to me. It's just like, it's a radio. It's like it's like when you go see the ballet, you don't fucking videotape the ballet because it looks dumb. <laughs> like it looks. Have you ever seen the ballet on a tiny screen and you're like, look at the dumb. It's so dumb. Like what are the little things doing? Like what are they? And like you don't even. Years and years of work and mastery reduced to like these tiny little pixels on a screen. You're like that sucks. <laughs> I just. Like, <laughs> sorry, I'm not gonna get into it. I was gonna get all philosophical, but I'm like, there's just no time. We gotta sing the song. Uh, if you know how this, this is a very exciting thing. We have very, very many uh, wonderful comedians from all over the United States here tonight. My fantastic comedy clubhouse. There's a big area of people. I'm sorry, you're in the splash zone. I just launched a big piece of spit at you. I'm sorry. Like I, I totally. I swear though that I don't I don't have anything yet like this it just started like the the uh, the the festival just started who knows what I could get in the next 5 days with no sleep like there's who knows what delicious thing my cat's got worms that's fun let's <laughs> you know when you think you've dewormed your cat and then one wiggles out his butt on your face and you're like ah! I thought I had everything under control nothing is under my control right you pay the vet to deal with this shit, and then this little, and you're like, I thought I dealt with this. <laughs> we sing a song. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy, comedy. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I smoke, I cough much left with this new vaporizer I found in a lift last night. <laughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay, you're already here. You have no choice. Um, thank you for being here. It's very exciting. It's going to get hot in here. I'm going to take my jacket off. Uh, we have a really great lineup for you guys tonight, and I'm so excited. Your first comedian is, like, so I can't even. There were so many people this year. I'm looking at festival submissions, and I'm like, they applied to this. Like our first comedian, I'm like, how would she deign to think that this is a thing? I was like, holy fuck, she's got her own like TV show, and she's amazing. She's all over the internet. You guys are gonna love her. Put your hands together right now for Bama Roger. <laughs> Francisco! Thanks, Pam. Damn, what an intro. I was like, who the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> talking about me. It turns out I'm kind of awesome. I don't even know. Hi! This is so, I'm so happy to be here. Look at all of you. How are you? How are you? I ask because 
I know there's nowhere to live here. I just wanted to make sure you guys are good. You guys, everyone, like, you guys all indoors currently at the moment? Cool, cool. I live in Los Angeles, and uh, there's nowhere to live there either. Um, I, uh, in fact, my building, my apartment building, I, I just found out the landlord sold it, and which is such a shame because this place was unfucking believe you guys, fifteen hundred dollars a month, and um, I shouldn't even say this here, but. Uh, $1,500 a month, and that got me an entire room <laughs> to myself. I only saw a mouse one time and just uh, a couple of cucarachas the size of my face, but that's all gone now. And uh, they sold it to a children's hospital, which you would think that would be sort of a quasi-benevolent organization. They'd be like, you know what, take your time. But it turns out children hospitals are like, bring us your sick children. Get the fuck out. Like, fuck you poor people. We need affordable housing. Get out, fucking artists. Fuck you. Can we have some health care then, please? No, goddammit, this is America. Get out. So I don't know what I'm going to do, because uh, there, there's nowhere cheaper than a $1,500 a month. What do you guys do? I figure in San Francisco, it's like they must just sleep on each other's couches on like a rotating thing, and then you just take turns being the person who pretends it's their apartment. Is that kind of what you do? Is that kind of what you do? I moved to L.A. from Seattle, which was, and the cool thing about that is, um, Seattle, like, was gone really fast. It was, like, cool, and then five years later, it was fucking unattainable. And the cool thing about going to L.A. is you don't have to worry about anybody ruining it. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's... It's just, like, the gentle certainty of being in a place that already sucks. <laughs> nobody's in L.A. going, oh, there it goes. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know what they do in Seattle is they have these things called apodments. Do you guys know about this? If you've not heard of an apodment, let me lay it out for you. An apodment is a delightful 120 square foot apartment that you might have the pleasure of paying one and a half thousand dollars a month for. Doesn't that sound amazing? Doesn't that sound like a deal? Doesn't that sound like, boy, I've been uh, a contributing member of this community for 30 years, and that's what I fucking get is in a 120 goddamn square feet. That's what I can afford. It's just literally like, could you imagine? Like, this is our, this is the Patty Hearst floor plan here, and uh, it's got the combo. It's got the combo uh, table slash desk slash bed slash floor. <laughs> this model is 1525. We did tear down a historical building in order to build this structure directly on the ancient sacred tribal burial ground. So, yeah. 
It's got the convenience of living in your car, plus the added benefit of the soul-sucking life of working at Amazon. So <laughs> I challenge you to say no to that. So I don't know. I don't know where to live. Where do you live anymore? I was just in Kansas. Um, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> it's not a place I would normally go, and quite frankly, I think that's the way they like it. But um, plenty of room there, you know, if you're looking. And if you're thinking, well, what do people in Kansas do? I'll tell you, whatever they fucking want. <laughs> because they don't have to worry about how they're going to remain indoors. They don't have to wear. They have children like it's a normal, natural fucking thing to do. They don't even worry about it. They're like, it's fine. We've got plenty of room indoors. So I don't know. I'm thinking that might be a place that I could go to and ruin it for the people that currently live there. <laughs> Maybe cool. But I had a really, you know, I'm in my 40s now, full disclosure, and uh, I think I can safely say at this point in my life, Life is officially not what I thought. Um, <laughs> I kind of thought being broke was a be was a being in my twenties thing, and it turns out it's a failure thing. So, <laughs> so I, I just recently had a really scary broke period, and I was trying to figure out what can I do for money that doesn't involve having any skills. And so I'm kind of working with this um, sort of, <clears throat> okay, I'm kind of working with this kind of woke prostitute idea. <laughs> and it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a prostitute for the Me Too era. And so what I mean by that is I'm talking about these are prostitutes for women, all right? This is a paid worker who specializes in satisfying a woman's needs. And this is what that would look like. And hold on to your fruit baskets because this is a good fucking idea, <laughs> okay? What I would like to do is I would like to pay a woman to come home with me and pretend to be my mom for an hour and not have narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> it just means she's gonna come over, she's gonna spend an hour with me, I am gonna pay her, and we're gonna fucking talk about me. And if she shows up with a basket of fresh baked goods in one arm and a basket of kittens in the other, all the better. She'll be like in her late 60s, early 70s, and then we'll just, you know, we'll watch Terms of Endearment. She'll brush my hair. I'll cry. She won't self-reference. She won't be an alcoholic. She won't have a boyfriend in the Patriot movement. She'll only take the pills that are prescribed for her, and I'll pay her, and that would be money well fucking spent. And imagine that world, just imagine that world. Imagine going to the shitty hooker area of your town where you live, and there's just doughy, <laughs> like, old, just moms, just <laughs> pushing a basket of groceries, 
you know, you just roll up and roll down your window, and she'd lean in, and she'd just go, hey, you look like you need a hug. I'd go, yes, I do. Are you capable of spending an entire hour without telling me about your latest food allergy? <laughs> Or how your sisters never played with you. I've heard that one. <laughs> well, honey, I didn't have you to fill my needs. That's what she would say. And I'd be like, get in, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go with me. So, uh, yeah, so that's my, uh, that's kind of my idea. I, I think sort of in the back, I, I sort of have being a mom whore on the back burner as a job. Another thing I think would be cool, this is my other idea, and uh, feel free to approach me with like some funding, you know, offers if you want to bankroll this one. Um, I'm I, I like the idea of, because I work for a lot of rich people, I do like just things that they don't want to do because they're too undignified. Um, you know, personal assistant kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't say that out loud. So I, I kind of think like bringing back the Shakespearean fool, like as a job, <laughs> you know, where a rich person would just have a, like a, per a failure <laughs> to just go with them everywhere. And then just whenever they're struggling, you just do something stupid. And then they feel better and you know, like they'd be in a board meeting and you'd just be there like, <laughs> Who's this woman? Oh, that's my fool. <laughs> you need to like secretly run everything. All right, well, I'm really happy to be here tonight with you guys. Uh, I'm gonna bring Pam Benjamin back up because um, I, I wanna see what's going on back there. <laughs> I need to go join that party back there. Thank you very much. Let's uh, enjoy the rest of the night. Yes! What would I do? I'm looking to make sure all the seats are filled because I'm like, how? We have 30 seats. Why are there people standing? It's just too many. It's crazy. It's great. I'm really, really happy. Um, hey, uh, your next comedian, He, I got the opportunity to see him earlier tonight, and he's so funny. He has this face. It's like, I'm like, why are you not on billboards? He's a lovely, he's a lovely human being and he's super funny and you guys are gonna love him up so much. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Sonny Dennis. Thank you, Pam, what a sweetheart. Oh man, what's going on? Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, how are we doing tonight? Yeah, oh man. Isn't this such a cool place to be murdered, right? <laughs> Somewhere you go for a good old-fashioned stabbing. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I'm, uh, I'm really high. I don't know if you guys have <laughs> fucked with the... I'm like 80% sure there's not a person behind this curtain. So we're going to see how the show progresses. Uh, what's going on? My name is Sonny. You guys might remember me as the bad guy from snowboarding movies. So <laughs> hang on here. Better watch your back when you're on my mountain. Yeah, see? Uh-huh. Fucking A. Oh, man. Uh, I'm on vacation right now. Uh, you know what that means, right? D -d 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 Day drinking. Hell yeah. 
Got started at two in the afternoon today. I know, not bad. Thank you. That look says everything. Um, <laughs> I'm like, day drinking's like a hobby of mine. You know, it's something I'm really good at, and you can be bad at day drinking. It's, it's true, okay? You got to be classy with your drink, okay? I've had nothing but Jack and Ginger all day. You see? Sophisticated yet fun, all right? It's also a step up from my drink when I was 19, which was Four Loco, yeah? Back in 2010, so like the original Four Loco, okay? And if you don't know what Four Loco is, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> you're living a good life. But just so that you know, Four Loco is an energy drink slash malt liquor, you know, for homeless people with places to be. Uh, not a good combination, okay? Because the, the malt liquor has you really drunk really fast, you know? So you like are about to black out, but you have no idea because the energy has you alert and awake, you know? <laughs> you're the life of the party and everyone thinks you're hilarious, you're telling all these great jokes, and then boom, it's eight hours later and you're covered in shit. <laughs> I don't know why on the can of Four Loco it says, enjoy responsibly. <laughs> like that was an option at any point during the night. What it should say is Four Loco, enjoy shitting in your car. But we know that's not accurate either, because four local drinkers don't have cars. Yes, <laughs> this is true. What it should say is four loco. Enjoy shitting in an ATM vestibule. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Too close to home, San Francisco. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I uh, I don't get blackout drunk anymore. Uh, I don't. I've realized. Has anybody here ever had a good blackout drinking experience? You're a liar back there. Okay. <laughs> It's not what happens. You never wake up with no memory and a hangover and your roommate's like, you don't remember last night? You did all your laundry and folded it and <laughs> washed all the dishes in the sink and we talked about politics for an hour in a mature way. I'm like, wow, really? And he's like, no, you shit in my car. You see, I don't get blackout drunk, but I'm pretty much buzzed all the time. That's the, uh, that's the exchange. I don't know if you guys have ever been drunk at the gym, but it's awesome, okay? I don't have bad workouts anymore. It's like a life hack or something. Everyone's like, isn't that dangerous working out when you're drunk? Not really, because I'm working out less. I just feel way better about the workout, you know? <laughs> like in my head, I'm sprinting through the desert. His sweat glistens down my chiseled body, and the Foo Fighters are playing in the sky. Someone needed the of you. In reality, though, I'm just power walking on a treadmill, drinking wine out of a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> the guy next to me is like, hey, what flavor is that? I yell in his face, Mountain Merlot Blast. <laughs> it's a lot of fun until you throw up in the middle of Planet Fitness. Yeah. Then it's not a judgment-free zone anymore, no. <laughs> I'm not good at life decisions. I don't know if you can tell that, sir, but uh, I, was a <laughs> I was a philosophy major back when I was in college. Any, any philosophy heads in the house? All right, you're all better people than me. Um, you see, it doesn't feel like a real college class. It feels more like you hung out with a pothead for too long, you know? My professor would say things like, this chair, does this chair actually exist? How do we know this chair is here? And I'm like, cool, this guy does not take attendance. So. <laughs> Unless you can prove I'm not here, you know. <laughs> I'll be smoking weed in a Jeep in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, I did fail philosophy, though. That is true. 
I also failed out of all of college, so. But ironically enough, philosophy was the thing that helped me in the real world, you know? Because my dad called and was like, you flunked out of school? And I had to be like, or did I? What? <laughs> you can't be disappointed if I don't exist. But I do, and he is, so. Yeah, I uh, originally, I was born and raised in Hawaii, and uh, three, year ago, three years ago, I moved to Boston. That was a mistake. <laughs> Don't do that, all right? Like, being from Hawaii, I have this really weird foreign thing called a positive outlook on life, you know? People in Boston don't like it, surprisingly. Yeah. I'll be walking to work, and I see my neighbor, I'm like, hey, man, good morning. And he's like, I don't fucking know you. Which is how they say aloha there. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody here ever been to Hawaii in the room? All right. Wow, way too many of you. Okay. Um, do you guys know what the worst part about Hawaii is? Is when you went to visit there. Okay. I, like, we all agree, tourists usually aren't fun, you know? Those are the guys that are, like, excited about shit you see every day on the ride to work. Like, oh, my God, it's a dolphin and a waterfall. Let's 